Welcome to Unpopular Black Thoughts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Unpopular Black Thoughts podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Alexander. I'm here with my co-host, Jalen Caravaggio. Jalen, how are you doing? Yo, yo, yo. Back at it again. And we have a controversial episode today. Yeah, today? so this is... Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, I just want yeah, I just want to give a warning. This is for all the sports fans. So, um, yeah, you want, you want to tell them what the episode is? Man, today... About to break our down our top ten basketball players of all time. It's not our favorite list. This is just this is a list of who we think that uh who are god damn it, I messed up already. <laughs> who we think <laughs> is our the best players, not based upon our, our bias or we're basing upon the stats, dominance. And at their playing level, at their height, and throughout their entire career. Yeah, like accolades, longevity, um, like the effect that they had on their team, exactly. stuff like that. Franchise. Right. And, and so, in this list, rings do matter. It's not a yeah. – it's not a – rings do matter. This is, this is going to be controversial. Contro- yeah. Very controversial. Rings but, uh, do matter. Yeah. Even if you got one, one ring does matter, and it helps. So oh yeah, that's so, just for me. That's just for me. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like ring. It's like they matter, but they don't. It's not like the sole purpose that I'm basing them off. Exactly. Because a lot, a lot of people just like the golf rings. Like, oh, Michael Jordan six and zero, while LeBron only won three. Like, we're not just talking about ring. We're talking about the whole grand scheme of things. Right. So, um, before we get into that, I just want to say, um, the Jacob Blake situation. He was a man in Milwaukee who walked away from police, was going back to his car, and was shot seven times at point blank. Now, yes, I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, he shouldn't have walked away." Which, yeah, especially with everything going on, I feel like some should have told him to not walk away. But the whole story is that he was there to break up a fight, and he had his kids in the car. So you're shooting seven bullets into him at point-blank range, where that could have went around and messed around and shot one of his kids by accident. Or um, not only that, yeah, if you're looking at it, yeah, he shouldn't have walked away. But at the same time, police have tasers for a reason. Uh, I know people are saying he got tased before. Yeah, but you could have tased him right there. Or at least if you're a cop and you feel threatened, like, shoot him in the leg. Like if you're gonna shoot, like if you if you're in a circumstance where you have to shoot, but not kill somebody, you could just shoot them in the leg, like below the waist. Well, I don't really know about that. There's some major arteries that are well, there that you can. Punch. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think chances are better there than upper body, where you have your heart and your chest and stuff like that. Yeah, or at least like, or at least like a warning saying. shot, like. Shoot it on the ground. Yeah, it's better. It's better as a warning shot yeah. as opposed to. But I mean, like, seven times at point blank. Like, come on now. Yeah, and it, it is a great thing that I saw on the news oh, today yeah, that yeah. Uh, he survived. Yeah, I think yeah. he's paralyzed from the waist down. But and that's the grace of God. Like that's that's the grace of God. God is good all the time. And then all the time, God, God is, is good. good. Yeah. 
So um, he just wanted to shed some light on that. Of course. So, um, we hope him and his family get justice. So now back to your regularly scheduled program. We're going to get into the top 10 list. So we're going to start off with some honorable mentions. We're going to have Jalen read off uh, his list straight through. Then I'm going to read off my list straight through. And then we're going to go back and explain each player or each position. So Jalen, want to start with the honorable mentions? All right. I have a couple of people at the honorable mentions. And for one, I got to give it up to Larry Bird. Mm. Of Larry, wow. Bird is an, Larry Bird is an honorable mention in this list. Throughout his career, he had a short career to, to say. And he, I think he believe, I believe he only won three championships. And throughout his career, you can see that he put up numbers uh, barely over 20 points a game, which is still an accomplishment for throughout his career. He start about 10 rebounds a game. But for me, the reason why Larry Bird doesn't make this list is just like when I don't know how to say it without bringing any spoilers. But the fact that Larry Bird, he came, he's he's first off in the 80s, you have to go up against that competition and his competition list isn't significant besides the Lakers. And so I have to put in a player the, I mean, the things he, that he had. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say he had the Bulls, but I mean, that is that was like late in his career. But that's uh, later in his career. Uh, and some of the, I mean, I think that a lot of people were biased because Larry Bird was a, was a white guy you know, pulling up from from three, you know, like I, that's that's what I feel like, and that's the reason why he got his MVPs. Obviously, the best player in the league at that time was Magic Johnson. Yes, Larry Bird got more MVPs than than Magic Johnson, but you can see from the play levels and the stats that Magic Johnson has had better stats and more accolades than Larry Bird. Right, and he tells for you, and I think it's the bias because because of that. But at the end of the day. You know, Larry Bird is a phenomenal player, but I feel as though that he he doesn't. I, I he just I, I I don't know how to explain it without giving the spoilers, but he yeah. doesn't look up to some of the players that's in this top ten list, right? And some of the significance that he's done, including like he had great teammates like Bill Walton, Robert Parrish, uh, Kevin Cato, Devin John. Uh, I think it was Devin John. No, not Devin Johnson. Then I, I think it's Dennis Johnson. I forgot his name, but. Anyways, great, great defensive team mm-hmm. all around. A great team that he was surrounded by, and I think that Larry Bird he just put in the in the best system for him to succeed, and he shined. I'm not, I'm not making a comparison here, but I feel as though it's like when Steve Nash got those two back to back MVPs, right. the best player on that team, but in a system that that was made for him to thrive. And Steve, you know, you saw how Steve Nash he he robbed dirt of. Two MVPs and Kobe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I mean, like, that's that's what I have to say about Larry Bird. Yeah. Another honorable mention is Moses Malone. Ah, uh, a lot of people forget Moses. about him. Even me, I've, a lot of people forget about him. One championship. He didn't have a lot of help. Of course, he's in the all-time re- total rebounds list. I think he's top five. He might. I think he might be top three, if I'm not mistaken. But Moses Malone is definitely a phenomenal player. I think he, I think he's also top fifteen in blocks too. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. But I, I would have to look back over for Moses Malone. But accolades, there aren't, they aren't there. 
I mean, he, he was just in a system that wasn't for him to thrive, of course. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to say. He had another big man on his team, Daryl Dawkins, who used to tear down the rim all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you see some of the highlights, you know. Another honorable mention is Carl Malone. Right. Second all-time points. Right. But that's for longevity and all-time, I think, the top 15 in rebounds. You know, it's a great team, great system set up for just for a call alone. So I can say another great player is KD. Uh, yeah. KD, he just hasn't shown that. And if I'm being honest, like, KD's one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. He He's the greatest. My argument with that is that he hasn't shown that. He's only had one or two seasons that he had 30-plus points per game. That's fair. And still, he hasn't – I think he's below 25th, and I think 25th is Car- uh, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, well, all-time? All-time scoring list. Uh, 25th is Allen Iverson. Really? Yeah, all-time scoring. Well, KD right. 30, 31st. Yeah, yeah, he's way below. Yeah. Where's Melo then? Uh, well, oh, Melo 15. Oh, yeah, that is right. Uh, yeah, I got them mixed up. I got them mixed up. And I forgot. No, I was thinking about Charles Barkley. Uh, right. That's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is really low. But but anyways, KD just hasn't shown that right. that scoring phenomenon that we think, like 6'11", shoot from anywhere. Yeah, he has the potential to be that the greatest scorer ever. But at the same time, he just hasn't put that on, on the stat sheets. And so another honorable mention, Jerry West uh, and Al yeah. Robinson. The logo. Those without, yeah, the logo, of course. Um, him and Oscar Robinson, phenomenal players. Jerry West is – I think he went to the finals like nine times. Yeah, he was like one in, he's like one in eight in the finals. Yeah, him and Elgin Baylor. Um, I'm, I'm not saying Elgin Baylor is an honorable mention, but they – they went to the finals like almost every year and they they lost consistently. So right. I just have to say that him Oscar Robinson too. Only one only one championship and but uh his playing level has shown that he the the way he used to play, he was a well, he was a ball first, uh predominantly uh hands on player, if I have to say so. Yeah. Damn, why are people calling me? Damn. But, oh, my God, I messed up my train of thought. Oscar Robertson is one of the – he set the foundations for point guards today. Right. Mr. Triple-Double. Mr. Triple-Double. Set up point guards for, like, Steve Francis, AI. Right. Uh, Russ, Russell Westbrook, of course. Yeah. You know, to be ball-dominant point guards and to be able to score. And so that's what Steve Francis laid out the foundation for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's shown throughout the throughout you know his time playing that his uh, his ball dominant performance made his team lose a lot. Right. You can see throughout his playoff success, it's it's been he's been struggling to get out like second and third rounds. He can't make it. He can't make it far. And so that's my honorable mentions. And what about you? All right. So I only have two. Um, <laughs> only have two honorable mentions and for me it's just like i've just considered 
accolades and skills and stuff. So one of my first honorable mentions is Bill Russell. Uh, we all know Mr. Championship himself, 11 ranks in 13 years. Nobody's going to beat that. But the reason he just he doesn't crack my top 10 list is just because if you the era he played in. So Bill Russell was playing at a time where he was – seven-footers weren't really that – like they weren't around that much. I was like a couple guys who were like 6'10 to 7-foot. And he was just playing with a bunch of short white guys from like – you know, basketball, like, stuff was diverse, wasn't diverse back then. And Bill Russell, what's the name? I'm actually pull up his stats here. Um, another thing, he just hasn't, uh, his stats aren't really, like, that great all time. So his points, he only has 14,522 points, uh, total points. And um, total rebound, he does got he has rebounds though, which is what his position was to do, like twenty one thousand six hundred and twenty. So um, like he was still dominant, you know, Hall of Famer, twelve time All Star, um, All Star MVP, five time MVP, four time rebound champ. Uh, Bill Russell, like he was, has the accolades for me. It's just the it's just the era that he played in the competition he went against. You know, like he was the best of the best. So um, that's my first honorable mention. And my last honorable mention is the man Jalen said earlier, Kevin Durant. Um, for me, I th- I feel like Kevin Durant right now is fringe top 10, if I'm being completely honest. No. And, um, you know, like I said, to me, he's the greatest scorer of all time. You no, know, a seven-foot guy who can do everything gar- a guard does. He can shoot from anywhere. Um, he's great at the mid-range. He can drive to the basket. And that's another thing about him, too. When he comes back from his Achilles injury, that's not going to slow his game now because his game wasn't – this is what Matt Barnes – even Matt Barnes said this on his um, podcast, All the Smoke. He was saying that, you know, um, his game was never about athleticism. It was just about being the guy, like, taking the jump shots. Like, he was never – he's never athletic like the guys like LeBron – like he was never dependent on his athleticism. It was just his height and his skill. And um all time, where is he at? You know, we said he was like thirty first in points all time. Um he has two twenty two thousand nine hundred and forty points, um, three thousand four hundred and eighty six assists, five thousand nine hundred ninety ninety two his efficient field goal percentage is 54% from the field all time. And from three is 38%. So that's pretty good all time. You know, like he's the, for me, he's just the greatest, like I say, he's the greatest scorer to me. Like nobody, I just don't think anybody comes close. Ten-time all-star. And he's a four-time scoring champion. Now, yeah, he only had, he had two seasons. He only had two seasons where he averaged 30-plus points a game. But he's never had a season where he averaged below 20 points. And like Jalen said, he hasn't shown that he can be like that score, like where James Harden averaging 30 after year after year. But, the, you know, Durant, he's just – he's been on a team with talent. Like in OKC, he had Westbrook and uh, Harden. You can even say Serge Ibaka if you want. You know, Serge Ibaka was getting his uh, his moments. And um, even when he went to Golden State, you got the best shooter all the time, Steph Curry, best duo with him and Clay. KD never had to be, like, the main scorer. And now he's in Brooklyn with Kyrie, Karis LeVert. 
um, even Joe Harris. Like, they, he's around all this talent, which is why I say if you put him on the team, like, say you put him on that Cavaliers team team that LeBron had in 2018, uh, Katie, I believe, I truthfully, honestly believe Katie could average 30 points if he wanted to on that team. You know, like he's if he wanted to. Yeah, that's why. That's the other thing. If he wants to, because he's like I say, he's been on the team with talent. He's not afraid to give up the rock. Um, let's see. We know he had his MVP, and my thing that really solidified him into being worthy of the top ten conversation is those two championships. Now, yes, I know I'm pissing off a lot of uh, every NBA fan who isn't a Golden State fan right now, but <laughs> Kevin Durant's rings are justified. And I even saw this on the podcast with Matt Barnes and uh, Steven Jackson. Kevin Durant said he never felt the rivalry with Golden State because they only played him one time in the playoffs before that. And he even said he was tired of being the main guy to have to take the jump shots consistently. Because, you know, Westbrook, he wasn't that big. Westbrook wasn't a big shooter back then. Like, he wasn't a big shooter. He wasn't the superstar that he was now. I mean, he was a superstar, but, you know, when KD left, that's when he became more ball-dominant, right? And then right. he even said with Andre Roberson there, we all know Andre Roberson ain't hitting no three if his life depends on it. We, you can leave him open. He was, there for, he was there for defense. And he was saying he was tired of being the only guy having to consistently make those jump shots. So that's why I, uh, he said he wouldn't want to go and stay either way. And everybody's saying, oh, he took the easy way out. That's not true. You know, it's still basketball. You still have to go out there and compete when, um, you know, you still have to play 82 games. Still have to uh, win 16 games in the playoffs. Kevin Durant went to Golden State, became their best player. Yes, he became their best player and won back-to-back championships and back-to-back finals MVPs while averaging almost thir- – let's, let's see. So in his time in Golden State, his three years, he averaged 25 points a game, 26 and 26. You're telling me he took the easy way out. He was still out there giving your favorite player – 20, 25, and 26 night. I don't want to hear it. His rings are justified. His rings is what put him over that top and put him into that fringe top 10 conversation. It's a valid argument. I can say that. Yeah. But Sorry for the rant. I, I just... I Because, no. like, I'm not, like, I'm not a big Kevin Durant fan, but I respect his game and stuff. And it's like, when I hear people talking about, oh, his rings don't count, it's just like, he still went there and had to compete. You know, I just I'm not here. I'm not here for the hate. Yeah, I I still think that that's that's a valid argument. I do I do agree with that, but I mean I, I don't agree with him being the greatest scorer ever. No, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. Um, I, can't. I, I just I just can't. So, I just so who is your greatest scorer then? We'll get to that. All right, all right, we'll all right. get to that. We'll get to, we'll get to that. Do you think Harden's up there, like top five in scoring all the time? Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've been giving him hardest. Even though he needs the ball every time to score, I mean, you you, you still have to give it up to him. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing, too. Like, KD, he's good off the catch and shoot. And my thing with Harden is, like, like you said, he has to be – he's ball dominant. But, you know, that's – okay, it's not like he – it's not like he's a ball hog. There's a difference between ball hog and ball dominant. You know, right. like ball hog means you just don't pass the ball, whether you're getting double, triple team and ball dominant just means you have to have the ball to like you rely on having the ball in your hands to make the plays like LeBron is ball dominant. And he's because he thrives off of having the ball in his hand, getting his uh, setting his players up and being the playmaker. 
We see that he led the league in assists as a big man. Right. Yep. And um, but I think with Harden is just his field goal percentages. Like I think the other night against OKC, he shot like six of thirteen, or was it six of thirteen? I don't know. Yeah, something low like that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, that was actually pretty good. I think that was like 40% when I did the math. But um, I remember one game, uh, he didn't finish it, but it was like halfway through the third quarter. He was like 1 to 10 from three. I'm like, come on. I know you're I know you're usually a three-point shooter, but that's my thing. It's like, yeah, he can get over 30 points. But if you're forcing up shots like that, that's my only thing is just his efficiency and like consistency and like him forcing up shots. Then let's get into it then. All right. Then let's get into it. But um, all right. So you want what? Oh my bad. I'll start out. All right. Yeah. So you can just go through your list straight up, and then I'll go through my list, and we're just gonna go back and explain each pick. So, in my list, I have to give it up from ten to one. Right? You want to just go ten to one straight up? Yep. And then we can go back and explain, justify it. All right. Number 10 is Wilt Chamberlain. Ooh. Number nine is Bill Russell. Ah, ooh. Over Wilt? All right. I'm going to wait. Shaquille O'Neal is number eight. Ooh. And number seven, we have Tim Duncan. All right. Number six, we have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. Number five, we have Maggie Johnson. Ooh. Now we're going to get controversial. All right. And number four, we have Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, hold up. Number three, we have Kobe Bryant. Now it just comes down to the last two. Ah. Number two is LeBron James, number one, Michael Jordan. (laughs) All right. I already know you pissed off some people. I knew I knew once she said 10, I was like, yeah, this is very different. I'm explaining why. I'm explaining why. All right. So I guess it's my turn. All right. So number 10, I have Larry Bird. All right. Okay. Number nine, I have Hakeem the Dream, Olajuwon. Number eight, I got Magic Johnson. Uh, number seven, I got Mr. Fundamentals, Tim Duncan. Then at six, I got Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, number five, I got Shaq. And then here's the top four. So four, I got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number three, we know it's the big three right here. We know it's a little controversial. But three, we got LeBron James. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I mean, I see in number two, I got Kobe Bryant. And number one, I have Michael Jordan. Now, same number one. Yeah. All right. So when you said LeBron at two and Kobe at three, and then I said my, I was like, all right, I can see the argument there. Like, I can, I can see that. But um, I feel like they can, they can really go either way. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like those two can really go either way. And they're in, both of them were in very different situations. Yeah. Very different situations. And so, um, do you want to go from 10 up or do you want to like go at like different parts? We can go from 10 up. We can go 10 up. Mm-hmm. All right. The reason why I have uh, Bill Russell 
at nine and Will Chamberlain at 10. All right. I couldn't really decide whether or not who to put over each other, but then I had to go back onto the stats of when they played each other. Mm-hmm. So in the times that Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell were playing each other, Wilt Chamberlain was still putting up numbers, but the fact that Bill Russell was putting up the same exact numbers, and we still don't even know how many defensive accolades or defensive, uh, what do you call it, like defensive blocks, defensive steals that yeah. Bill Russell did. That's what Bill Russell thrived off of. Oh, yeah, because they, they didn't record those stats at the time, right? They didn't record those stats right. at all. So Wilt, Cham- so Wilt Chamberlain, right, I'm basing it off of the stories and the things that I've read about Bill Russell. Yeah, Bill Russell... Bill Russell evolutionized the game, evolutionized defense as we know it today. Yeah. Bill Russell was the one 6'10 jumping over, jumping over and blocking people. And they're setting him himself up in the position where he's able to get a, a nice block. Because back then it was like when you had um when you had to defend somebody for a shot, it was something like you couldn't. I think it was like you can't jump up like 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 right now. If, if somebody was going to the lane, of course you can't just jump up and with them, and then because they're go, it's going to cause an injury. Yeah, you you can't fly into each other. But the fact that Bill Russell, unless you're Zaza Pachulia, <laughs> we got to put that out there. Yeah, unless you're Draymond Green. Oh, oh, that's a different story right there. <laughs> that's a different story right there. Bruh. But yeah, man. But Bill Russell is the one that evolutionized the game like that. So we don't know how many blocks that he could have gotten. But we know that Bill Russell has is one of the greatest defensive players that we've known because we see from the highlights. Bill Russell has got has gotten a lot of blocks. Yeah, you can go back through the film. He's gotten a lot of blocks, but they just didn't record that. Mm-hmm. I will say, Bill well, Russell was a freak on defense. Yeah, he was a freak on defense, and every time that we see Bill Russell. Not only he got eleven championships. First off, yeah. Every time that he played Wilt Chamberlain, who was dominant, he still put up. Wilt Chamberlain, of course, put up his numbers. He's seven foot, but the fact that Bill Russell still came up on top, and every time Wilt Chamberlain was put up against Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain only won one time. Wilt Chamberlain only won once against Bill Russell. So. That speak that definitely speaks numbers, and also with the teams that Wilt Chamberlain had, he played with the Mister Logo himself, and he played with Elgin Baylor, and both in their primes. Right. And Wilt Chamberlain only came out with uh, two rings, and so I had to give it up to Bill Russell because of the fact that each time that they played, I think they played about, I think six or seven times in the postseason, Bill Russell still came out on top. And so I have to give I have to give it to Bill Russell because Will Will Chamberlain well I mean Will Chamberlain's kryptonite was Bill Russell, true, yeah. in a way. And so coming into my eight and seven, oh, and before I even go through it again, I have when I did this list I bet base minds on dominance on both ends of the court, the ability to uplift a franchise. Right, the overall stats that they put up throughout their career, and long, and of course we also say like longevity. And so we gotta yeah. we gotta put that into account. It's the, it doesn't mean like oh somebody played longer that they're gonna be better. No, yeah. it mean like okay if somebody had a short career, let's see at their stats and then let's compare it to to somebody who had 
20 years of the career in the NBA. Right. And the reason why that they have this many points or this many rebounds, this many blocks, whatever, mm-hmm. is because of longevity yeah. and their averages too. And so, oh, and even um, I believe Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain, I believe is is number one in rebounds of all time. Let me check. I think he is. Yeah. And and for me, it's, yeah, it's he's like, number one. Yeah, and Bill Russell he's and right they're there. like one and two. They're one and two, and so I mean, it is hard to you know compare the two because they're literally like a a one two punch. Of course, like Bill Russell didn't score as many points. I mean, but Will Chamberlain was seven foot in a freak, yeah, freak nature, and so you couldn't really stop that. But Bill Russell could stop Will Chamberlain. And so that speaks that definitely speaks numbers to me. And to be one of the greatest teammates to ever play in the NBA. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And so coming up I have Shaquille O'Neal. So the reason why I have Shaq at eight, Shaq is probably the most dominant player that we've ever seen. He is before. definitely. Like Will Chamberlain was dominant, but he was dunking on I mean his the competition levels wasn't well his competition was there. LeBron James playing that playing some guys at the Y. Yeah, basically. Basically. Right. But I mean but I mean we, we going back to what you said about him playing a bunch of white guys that was like five foot four. I mean that ain't true. But I mean I get what you're saying. Like it's like a lot of people was like six foot five, six foot four and that was their centers, but there are some teams that had like six ten it was like back then. That's it was what I'm like, saying. Like it was some teams, but it wasn't like all around like it is today. Yeah, it wasn't like there's multiple seven foot players, nah. But back then, it was like if you had a team, you had you would have one big man, and or and you would have like if it was like seven foot, then everybody else would be like six six seven and under. Exactly. Like that's how that's how dramatic the well the height uh, difference is on those teams and if they if you had no big man then you just had a bunch of uh tall players on your team six nine and up they could have forged their heights because i've seen a couple a couple teams where it was like it was like multiple players that was six it was like two players on six nine three players six eight two yeah. three six five and it's like okay um how many people was actually that height i don't know but they could afford their height they couldn't they couldn't have i don't know but you know, still at that same time, Bill, Will Chamberlain didn't have that competition. But for Shaq, Shaq did have competition. Shaq had to play against uh, fe- phenoms and Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, uh, when he Tim was first Duncan. in uh, Orlando. Yeah. Later on, Tim Duncan, David Robinson in his prime, Patrick Ewing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he has – there's like other decent centers too, like in Bill Cartwright. He had to play Carl Malone. And then later in the 2000s, you had Ben Wallace. Yeah, he had to play Alonzo Mourning too. Yeah. He had to play Dikembe Mutombo. So, I mean, he was coming, he came into a time that it was, it was, it was some of, some of the greatest centers that ever come from the game is, well, in the time where he, he was a youngin and Shaq was dominating, throwing down the rim. Duncan and everybody. They had to change the backboard because of him. Like they had to change the material they used for the backboards because of him. Yeah, and easily you had to he had to they had to change the rules just for Shaq. 
they had to change the whole way that they played the system. They had to hack a Shaq rule. Exactly. Uh, my my favorite uh, rim that he that he broke or whatever was when he dunked it and the whole arm just retracted back. Oh yeah, like the whole body of the rim and stuff, like the base and stuff, just went back in. You know, what my favorite one was, and I'm still confused about today, was when he threw down the rim and the rim actually hit his head. I don't understand but, how. I don't understand how he even like he was able to walk after that. I <laughs> know uh, what was the one when he blo- he blocked somebody's shot so hard that the power went out, like the TV yep. broadcast went out for a little bit. Yep. Uh, yep, they had to upgrade everything, but it's not only that, it's just also with Shaq, he ended up bringing the Orlando Magic to a to a finals appearance. Yeah. And even though he was in the system with Penny Hardaway and Horace Grant and um and and those guys, Penny Hardaway was a great outside shooter, great ball handler, six seven. You know, he could do everything, play both ends of the court. I mean, they had a great team in, in Orlando. Right, he was talking about Hakeem Olajuwon, of course, but you know, Shaq, as a, I believe it was like a third year, fourth year guy mm-hmm. coming into the league, and he dominating, bringing them to the finals is definitely it put Orlando onto the map. And when he came to the Lakers, he did have he did have some struggles going to the NBA Finals. He couldn't go to the NBA Finals without that other guy in yeah. Bryant. Right, early on in the career, and when when Shaq needed Kobe, Kobe showed up. Mm-hmm. In particular, in the ninety nine oh two thousand playoff run, going up into the two thousand uh, finals, he had ended up playing the the Portland Trailblazers, and mm-hmm. in that final game, when Shaq was dominating the first half, but wasn't scoring at all in the second half, Kobe showed up, and Kobe scored. I think it was like fifteen points. Yeah. So, Something crazy like that in like the fourth quarter, you know, Kobe showed up and Shaq. I mean, and they ended up going on to winning the finals. And Shaq, he definitely deserves it to be in his top ten. But I think he needs that other factor to succeed in the system. I feel like, and I feel like Shaq, he's just the most dominant, but he doesn't fulfill that part when it comes to uplifting a franchise per se, or making that team way better than it was before from your performance or from your play. If that makes sense. Yeah. I have another. Yeah. another and what's the name? I just want to say, cause I was watching the Shaq and Kobe interview from like two years ago. And um, like when they interviewed each other and stuff and Shaq was even saying, you know, it was hard because people were labeling when he got to LA People were so labeling him as like the guy, like okay, he's really great, but can he get it done and win the championship? And he was just saying like, I think he said Kareem said something about him, and he was saying like that was just hard on him to get like have that label. So he wanted to win, you know. Kobe wanted to be the greatest, and like you said, Kobe, what's his name? When Shaq needed Kobe, Kobe was there like that. Um, what was it? One of the playoff games, Shaq fouled out. And Kobe and Kobe's like, all right, I got this week because I know how much you want this. And Kobe delivered. Yep, of course. And Kobe, when especially, but in in that series, Shaq of course had great games, consistent, consistently scoring like thirty points a game, I believe. Yeah, I think, or I mean, I think he averaged close to thirty points. Mm. And even in his time with the Lakers, you know, he averaged like thirty points, something crazy like that. So, I mean, Shaq was, of course, dominating regular season-wise and, you know, 
in the postseason, of course, but he also needs that other factor to win. Yeah. That other superstar factor to win. Yeah. And so that's just that's just me. Yeah. Also, so, I want all these people who say Giannis needs a jump shot. Notice how Shaq was dominating. He couldn't even shoot free throws. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know Shaq is a center. Giannis play all five. And I know today you got to shoot more. But nobody was complaining. Imagine if you had Shaq hitting uh, three-point jump shots in the finals to hit the game, uh, hitting game-winning three-pointers. Y'all, y'all wouldn't be happy. Okay. Nope, nobody would be happy. Mm. Number seven, I have Tim Duncan. So the reason why I have Tim Duncan there is because of the fact that Tim Duncan definitely performed. In, I believe it was the 98-99 finals, David Robinson, David Robinson was putting up like average center numbers. He was putting up 16 and 10. Tim Duncan showed out, averaging 25 plus a game. Yeah, greatest point power forward of all time. Greatest power forward, of course. Showing out every game, stepping up for the team. No Tony Barker, no Manu Ginobili, no um, 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 what is his name? No Stephen Jackson. Yeah. No, 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 no Tiago Splitter. Whatever. whatever. Oh, not Tiago Splitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nobody else. We had, uh, I don't, no, nobody else. And and Stephen Jackson, that was like he was good, but he wasn't like he yeah. wasn't Golden State. He wasn't Golden State, and everybody else on the on that roster was was just well mediocre per se. Just to say that, but they were a great defensive team, though. They oh, weren't yeah. putting up offensive numbers, but they were a great defensive team. But Tim Duncan had to be the one to score the most points, and Tim Duncan did perform that final series. And in the next finals that they ended up going to, I believe it was oh three oh four, and they ended up playing. They ended up playing. Uh, I'm not going blank right now. I think they played the Mavericks. I think. I think they played. I think they played the Mavericks, and even and even in that series, Tim Duncan. I forgot who they played. That doesn't that doesn't matter at this point anyway. In that series too, David Robinson was still putting up the same numbers, sixteen, but little less rebounds too. And Tony Parker wasn't. Tony Parker was there, but he was a sophomore, a rookie, something like that. Right. Him, him and Janelle, like they weren't. You know they weren't they weren't contributing factors. Tim Duncan showed out. Tim Duncan is one of the greatest system, probably the the greatest system player that we've ever seen play. And consistently, Tim Duncan has put out numbers that you know that that's great for the Spurs. And he got the job done. And whenever they needed him to you know put up numbers to win and make it easier for them, Tim Duncan showed out. Yeah, he it's, was the face of that franchise. Yes. Yeah, so, yep. Tim Duncan, and this is the reason why I put him as this, he's 14th all-time in scoring. Let me pull up the numbers. No, that's for steals. He's numbers, he's six in blocks. Man, why is why is it not loading up? This is so weird. And he's seventh in rebounds. So he's He's top fifteen in scoring. He's top and he's top ten in two categories. That's essential for a center yeah. is blocks and rebounds. So Tim Duncan is, of course, you know he he definitely deserves to be in this list. He's shown out. He's put up the numbers that to prove that he deserves to be on this list. Now that's easily to say that 
Easy. Let's go into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Why is he six? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he doesn't succeed without Magic Johnson or Oscar Robinson. He's had six championships, one with, with the Milwaukee Bucks, and five with the with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, because I was about to say, he, like, he got one in Milwaukee, but they haven't been able to, like, well, they really haven't gotten talent. I don't know if they got in talent, but they just really haven't. You know, well, the Lakers were, like, the team at the time. Yeah. And they just, yeah, like, Milwaukee, they just weren't really, like, that great. Like, they weren't able to replicate it and run it back. No, they weren't. And Oscar Robinson, of course, you know, he wasn't able to put out that level of play, and that's why they weren't able to put out another one or be in contention for another championship. And so with with this being said, it's, it's kind of hard for me to say it like this, but when when Magic Johnson wasn't at the Lakers, he was struggling to get out the first and second round of the playoffs. Like, that's just truth be told. And he was putting up numbers, of course, thirty averaging 30 points a game in Milwaukee and then damn near 30 when he was with the Lakers. But it, it was hard for him to win, and he wasn't even in contention. And so if we really talking about this, like, he hasn't even – he had, he played in a time where it was – after Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, it was like it was still the same exact way. He wasn't playing anybody who could really compete with him besides right. Bill Walton. And still, even you think about Bill Walton, you some people gonna be like, "Who is Bill Walton?" Like, who, like I know who, Luke Walton. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know Luke Walton, but who is Bill Walton? Yeah, people are not gonna know about that. That's his. That was his best competition at the time. And Will Chamberlain, I think Will Chamberlain retired about. Mid seventies, yeah, 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 something and like that. When Kareem was was the center, he was that guy that age. And once Magic Johnson came to the Lakers, they showed up. They got two straight chips. They ended up, uh, they ended up losing. I think in the Western Conference Finals, and they ended up having to go back and forth against the Celtics. They ran the NBA, and they ran the NBA, and so they, you know, they they got the chips. But that was all because Magic Johnson had had to had to be there for him to succeed. Right. But that doesn't take away the fact that Hakeem or uh, Kareem Alak- I say I was about to say Hakeem. <laughs> Kareem Alakshu. <laughs> Kareem is number That's one. That's my new 2K my player name. <laughs> he yeah. And so Kareem Abdul Jabari, he is number one all time in school. Yep. He's fourth he's fourth in, in rebounds. And I believe he is yeah he is third in blocks. But I have to take into account that the fact that he played 20 years in the NBA and had consistent numbers, all right? Consistency is everything, of course. Yes. But at, for, for a long trail that he ended up going downhill, as you would as an NBA player, mm-hmm. but it's also the fact that you play a lot of years. It's, it's an unfair comparison if I say, like, um, if, if I say, like, oh, somebody averages more points per game and then, then somebody doesn't say, for instance, Damian Lillard averages thirty points per game, but he only plays ten seasons. Exactly. And Russell Westbrook averages twenty five, but Russell Westbrook at, plays five more seasons than, than Damian Lillard. Am I going to sit here and say like, oh, Russell Westbrook's the better scorer? Nah, Damian Lillard is going to be this. In my opinion, I feel like Damian Lillard is the better scorer because right. of the fact that he averaged more in the time of his play, but. Russell Westbrook played for a longer time period. And that's the same with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It, he was consistent with his scoring, but 
scoring, rebounding, and blocks, but it's the fact that he played for a, a long period of time, and it's not like he was averaging 30, grabbing 15 rebounds a game, and averaging three blocks. Yeah. Nah, he, he was averaging probably about a, a block, sometimes two, and barely over 10 rebounds. And that's and that's and that's for me. And that's definitely consistency for sure. But I just I just can't. I can't for the next couple of players. So also, next, not to mention he had one of the best signature moves with the sky hook. Yeah. Magic Johnson is next next up on the list. Goes without saying. It's Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson easily, easily supposed to be a, a top five player of all time. Without Without can Magic, John- Magic Johnson, without a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, still brought the Lakers to a Finals appearance, and they almost won against Jordan when he when he lost James Worthy and Byron Scott. Yeah. Wasn't well, that and when so, he was older too? And that was when he was older, and it was right before he, you know, they caught him with the HIV. He probably had it at that time. Not they caught him. Yeah, they caught him. But you know, Magic Johnson it just goes without saying. If it wasn't for it was just that that one two punch, but really, it was Kareem's team. But at the same time, Magic Johnson was that player that was dishing the ball out, and you've seen throughout his career, Kareem, Magic Johnson has made incredible plays. Oh yeah, passes. He's one of the flashiest players of all time. Yep, he's top five in assists. I think he's pretty low in, in scoring, if I'm not too sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Magic Johnson – I'm pretty sure the guy was just like, all right, go out there, do your thing. Magic Johnson was just saying, let me – I'm going to have some fun. Yeah. Magic Johnson was just – he was just going crazy. Like, nobody, so just, like nobody performed behind the backpack. Like, hmm, let me try this. Yeah. Right. But that's just – that's not the reason why, but it's just the fact that – He's the one. He was the that contributing factor that brought the team together, and he's consistently put up over over, I think twelve twelve assists a game with almost twenty points a game too. Mm-hmm. Before he, you know, he had to leave the NBA. So I mean, it just goes without saying. Magic Johnson deserves to be in the top five list. So next, I have Hakeem Olajuwon. Very controversial. Hakeem Hakeem Olajuwon is the only NBA player that is top 15 in scoring, top 15 in rebounds, top 15 in blocks, and top 15 in steals. He's only? 10 in steals. The only player in that category. He's top. He's he's number one in blocks. Let me be specific here. Oh, my gosh. I was about to mess that up, too. He's 14th in rebounds. He's 11th in all-time scoring. He's 10th in all-time steals. And like I said, he was all, he's number one for all-time blocks. That is insane. Yeah. And even it, throughout like consistently throughout his career, Keane has never played with a with another teammate that has been a Hall of Famer or even oh, yeah. an all-NBA player. He's played with people like Ralph Sampson. That's his next best player. And Kenny DeJet Smith. What do you know about Kenny DeJet Smith? Absolutely nothing. Hey man, no. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I don't even know where I was about to go with that. Cat Hakeem Olajuwon is one of the most underappreciated basketball players yeah. of all time. Him and Hakeem Tim Olajuwon, Duncan. Him and, and Tim Duncan. They both have consistently brought their teams to 50, 50 plus win seasons. And they haven't 
most of both of those players haven't had really truly hall contributors at that level. If you really want to talk about this, I don't believe Tony Park. I think Tony Park is going to make the, the Hall of Fame. I think he is in the Hall of Fame. No, he's not. Let me check. No, 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 no. I'm definitely tripping. I think he but, just retired though, like last year or something. Yeah, but they're they're going to make the Hall of Fame, but they're only going to make the Hall of Fame because they played with Tim Duncan, and it's going to be the and same. Greg Popovich. Yep, and they played in the great system. Hakeem Olajuwon didn't have that. He didn't have a great system to succeed in. Hakeem Olajuwon has constantly brought his team to fifty plus win seasons. He's he's t- statistically. <laughs> Deserves to be on this list, and the fact that he brought two chips to to Houston, they're only two chips. Come on now. Not to mention the fact that listen, to me, that's the effect that MJ had in the nineties. You know, if listen, to me, you saw, you know, if you had saw MJ on the other court, you wasn't winning the chip. Exactly. And then for him to retire those two years, you what happened? Hakeem Olajuwon led his team to the championships and won both back to back. Exactly. And so now it just goes without saying Hakeem Olajuwon, in my opinion, definitely deserves to be top five. He definitely deserves to be top five. For to give Houston their only two chips, consistently bring them to 50 win plus seasons in the Western Conference when the Western Conference was tough too, and come coming up on top with playing against centers like Shaq, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, and Carl Malone like some of the best centers in the NBA, and still be on top and still be grabbing so many blocks, you're number one in blocks? Come on now. That deserves – you goals without saying. Hakeem Olajuwon deserves to be top five player of all time. He's one of the most underappreciated centers, underappreciated players ever. Yeah, let me just scratch out Hakeem at nine. Fix that. <laughs> <laughs> So the next two, I have Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. All right. Uh, They're just a one-two punch, but I gave LeBron James the edge. I only gave LeBron James the edge. Because of the fact that he did, he did beat the Golden State Warriors. Right? Right. He did. He did play at a time, but at the, at the same time, I can't blame Kobe Bryant. It's not his fault. But Kobe Bryant, it, it's just like when I look at efficiency rating, then I look at his, his field goal percentage and where he shows up. Kobe Bryant has some has some of the greatest moments in NBA history, of course. He has some he he's above Jordan in scoring. Yeah. And he had to. Some of the, Kobe Bryant's teammates were Garbage, like oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Kwame Brown, <laughs> exactly. Shannon Brown too, and I'm, I'm not Shannon Brown. Bruh. He had that. He had everybody only remembered Shannon Brown from that one block <laughs> that he, he glassed that dude, and then you had that reaction to Kobe. Oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's Shannon Brown. Come on now, not not the one block. That's just the one block. But I feel as though like LeBron James. He he has consistently brought his team like towards close to fifty one seasons, but it's also the fact that like most of them are are leaders of their team. So I mean, I think like two and three is they're kind of even in a in a way. But I just I just gave LeBron James the edge just because of the fact that he did 
He did beat Golden State. He did have the greatest finals performance in Cleveland that year after. He did have some of the greatest playoff performances in which he had to do that. Are you talking about when he dropped 51 in the first game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the so, greatest playoff run I've seen. That's the greatest playoff performance by a player I've seen. Right. And so that, that we've seen, yeah. we haven't been able to go back for Yeah, you know, I my two best playoff performances I've seen in my career and my life is 2018 LeBron and 2019 Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, easily. So, I mean, and I just gave LeBron James that edge. You know, top five in scoring, you know, top ten in assists. And uh, he's like the only big that's top ten in the assist and scoring. Yeah. I mean, he's not really a small. Well, player. I mean, yeah, you know, front court. Yeah, front court. But, you know, 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 you know. He played all five. Yeah, in all five. Yeah. And LeBron James is top 15 in steals. So, I mean, I can't say the same for Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is, I think he's top 20 in steals. Right. Just a little bit under. So, I mean, statistically, LeBron James fills up the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Kobe Bryant, has, he hasn't shown like shown that. But I will say this. But I will say this. They are so close. So, if you want to say LeBron, uh, Kobe Bryant is better than LeBron James, I have no problem with that. Right. No problem with that. Because they're literally neck and neck for me. And my final player, of course, is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Goes without goes without saying. Michael Jordan brought Chicago their six and only championships. Michael Jordan first six and only six. And people have this debate about Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Who's who's better? It just Michael is a better leader. I mean, I mean, that's not I'm gonna be honest, that's not a legitimate argument, but it's like it's kind of I mean, like how yeah. LeBron fans are saying, Oh yeah, LeBron had a computer at age six, but Michael Jordan didn't have a computer. What? Uh, what does that have to do with incoming Bron sexuals? Exactly. But I mean, in, in my opinion, Michael Jordan, he's the better player. He's top three in steals, he's top five in scoring. The only player, well, one of the few players that is top five in two or more categories. Michael Jordan, like I said, first and only six championships in Chicago. He's had more struggle leading up. He's had more competition leading up to a, a finals appearance than LeBron James. LeBron James has had tougher competition in the finals, but leading up is a is a walk. It's a walk in the park. Like, if you can name one team that was like that was truly a competition, please, besides the Detroit Pistons. Well, for LeBron? For LeBron. If you want, if you want to say the Indiana Pacers, in my opinion, they did bring it to a seven-game series. Yeah, but, I would say the Pistons and the Celtics. Yeah, because LeBron had the big three. Yeah, and he then had, even the recent Celtics, well, like two years ago when it was like Jason Tatum and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, is that really a competition? Like LeBron James has had teams that. If you say before, the Toronto Raptors, you can leave. He yeah, owns, he owns he owns that franchise. I, well, I mean, bro, they were a great regular season team, but in the playoffs, come on now, come on now. LeBron James has had a 
a team full of veterans. I don't care what anybody says. If you're a veteran in the NBA, you're actually you're pretty decent. You're there's a reason. If you why make it to the NBA and you're consistently getting minutes, you're good. Yeah, like if you have like five plus seasons in the NBA and you're consistently scoring at at least seven and up, there's a reason why you're in the NBA. Exactly. And so the fact that LeBron James, when he came when he came to Cleveland, he got the players that he wanted. He, when he wanted Kevin Love to be over there, he got Kevin Love. He came to a team with Kyrie Irving. He came there with J.R. Smith. He got J.R. Smith. When he wanted Elon Shepard, he got Elon Shepard. When he wanted when he wanted certain players, Kyle Korver, Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, he got them. But it's just exactly. the fact that those players didn't execute. And is that LeBron's fault? No. But not it, to it, mention it, the fact that that was that wasn't prom D Wade. Like that was way after prom D Wade. But yeah, and, and it's Rose, like yeah. When he wanted George Hill, he got George Hill. So I mean, what do you what do you have to say about this? Like he wanted a team full of veterans to to win a championship, and he got that, but they just didn't pull through. And then people sit here and say like all these players suck. Then blame LeBron about that. Like don't blame don't blame don't put it on me. Yeah. Be like this this is why LeBron James better. He brought him to the finals every year. Yeah, he put up together a team full of veterans, even in Miami too. Team full of veterans. Yeah, because he didn't got he went there to team up with D Wade, went there and got Chris Bosch to come over, and even um Ray Allen came over. Right. And, and Ray Allen got him a championship, but that's a discussion Bron Sexuals aren't ready to have. Right. Great teammates. And Shane Battier, Udonis Haslam, you had Mike Miller, you had Bird James Jones. Birdman, James Jones, who ended up be, becoming a three-point championship, a three-point champion. You had Norris Cole, you had Mario Chalmers. So I mean, what do you what do you expect? You have a super team, and you were that team alone, even without LeBron James, could be a finals contending team. No, you're talking about the Heat team? Yeah, a finals. Oh, yeah, because if you just take off LeBron, team. you still got D Wade and Chris Bush in their prime. And in the prime, and you got other teammates to surround them to put them in that position, and they were a great defensive team. Come on now, like you, there's no way that you can sit here and, and tell me like. And they have that. a great front office with um, what's the name, Eric Spoelstra and um, Pat Riley. Exactly, and so it's like, I mean, they were in. He was a great system, great teammates too, but also the fact that I mean, people also bring up this conversation about when LeBron James. When he left Cleveland, they sucked. And when Michael Jordan left the Bulls, they uh, you know what I'm saying they got better. They still were the same. So LeBron, they so LeBron did not. No, they didn't get better. So look at this, right? Yeah. Michael Jordan, when he when before he left, they were a 60 win team, right? Mm-hmm. When Michael Jordan left to go to the to the baseball and you know do what he had to do, he had, his father ended up you know he was killed. People still don't know, you know, who exactly killed them. There's the people that they have, they, they have serious doubts about mm-hmm. why, they, why they killed Michael Jordan or the reason why it was that. And so he ended up playing baseball in his father's name. Right. So he left. Michael Jordan, while, while the Bulls were going on, they, they ended up winning like 50 games. And the next season, they, they won like 48, close to 50, something like that. They ended up upgrading. The Bulls ended up getting Steve Kerr, Ron Harper, Luke Longley, 
Tony Kukoc. And I forgot who the last person was. My Ryman. No, Dennis Rock. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, because remember, yeah, yeah, they traded Horace Grant. That's when he was in Orlando. Yeah, and the guy on the team was like forty, was like forty-five and twenty-three. Yeah, and no, but I was like, I was thinking like that that season after, oh, and like the season that he was gone. But I'm when he came back, he got Dennis Rodman, and so they they upgraded. And is that Jordan's fault? No, but like they they upgraded while Jordan was gone, so that it was good management. Yes, just good management. The Cavs are just a dumpster fire. Yeah, and when the Cavs, they after that uh, 06-07 season, they lost Drew Gooden, and when LeBron James left, they ended up losing uh, Mo Williams. Uh, Anderson Varejao the next season played only like 20. That's the real goal right there. Nah. Anderson Varejao. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like him, they lost Daniel Gibson. They bought. They lost Big Z, so I mean they lost important factors. They lost basically their their entire team. Yeah. And so when LeBron James left, they lost everybody. So I mean, like how how can you like how can you sit there and compare the two situations when one team upgraded and the other one downgraded? Exactly. And so, and, and for me, I mean, it's do help. Jordan had the greatest coach for all time, but like that does help. But I mean, yeah. at the same time, he had the greatest, but. Greatest coach of all time, but he was in the system where it wasn't for Michael Jordan to score thirty plus points. Michael yeah. Jordan was in the system for the team to win, for the overall team to get you know get the points, move the ball around, the triangle system as we know it. Yeah, and that's what I'm still saying because it's like you gotta look because LeBron was just put in the team with poor management, and Jordan was put in the team with good management. Yeah, it looks like oh, that's another reason why LeBron's better. Like no, that's just stuff that has nothing to do with them. I mean, players can be like, hey, I want you to get this guy, but that don't mean they can do, actually go out there and do it, like, not, uh, like 80% of the time. Exactly. And even – this is my last argument about Jordan. Put it into perspective of the 15-year season. I have the exact numbers on my notes, too. And I made a whole nother – I made a whole nother thing about this. Right. So I'm putting it into perspective of the 15-year career, right? Mm-hmm. So in 15 years – Michael Jordan played 1,072 games, right? Mm-hmm. And that's his entire career. LeBron James only played in 15, in 15 years, he played only uh, 1,143 games. So if you subtract the two, LeBron James played 71 more games than Michael Jordan. Keep this in mind, right? right. So in this, time, in this time, if you want to say sit here and say that Le- LeBron James is more of an all-around player, look at this. In points, we already know Jordan got LeBron. Jordan got 32,292 compared to LeBron's 31,038 points. All right? Jordan doesn't have LeBron to rebound and assist. Now, let's get down to the, the steals and blocks. But those two were by, by uh, 2,000. Yeah. I think then, yeah, LeBron passed Jordan in points, right? Yeah, he passed yeah. him, but that's also coming in with longevity, too. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Expected yeah. to happen. I know what you said. And so. The fact that in 15 years career, right, LeBron James had, for steals, he had 1,865 steals. Jordan has 2,514. Oh, my God, that was so horrible how I said that. 2,514 steals. (laughs) 
My bad. Nah, all right, I'm good. Sound like Snoop Dogg right about now. <laughs> all right. For those of you out there, I do not have corona, okay? I was drinking water, and it went down the wrong pipe. Exactly. And for LeBron, LeBron had 888 blocks. Michael Jordan had 893 blocks. People like to overlook turnovers, too. Jordan. No, you got to look at turnovers. You got to look at turnovers, right? And I put this one in the same amount of time that they played in 1,072 games, 1,072 games. LeBron James had 3,966 turnovers compared to Jordan's 2,924. By a thousand, by a thousand, a thousand more turnovers LeBron James had in the same amount of games that they played. Right. LeBron James, he has Jordan in three-point percentage by 2%. Free throw percentage, Michael Jordan has LeBron James by almost a 10% margin. Yeah, LeBron's never been like a top-tier free throw shooter. 83.5% to 74%. Field goal percentage all-time, Michael Jordan is 49.7% compared to LeBron James, 50.2%. So it's literally neck and neck. Yeah. And still in that same time period, LeBron James still played more minutes by almost, what is it, 3,000 minutes. That speaks numbers. Mm-hmm. Definitely speaks numbers. I put the last couple of them in the, in the perspective of 1,072, but I, get, but I had to give LeBron, LeBron the benefit of the doubt for points, rebounds, steals, and blocks. After that is... From turnovers, three-point percentage, three field, free throw percentage, field goal percentage, and minutes is the same amount of time. Michael Jordan is still damn near beating LeBron James in those categories. Right. He, beat, he's, he doesn't turn over the ball as much, which a lot of people like to overlook. Like, that's not even a part of the game. Michael Jordan averages more blocks. He got more steals, and he has more points, and he has a better free throw percentage. Like, free throw percentage doesn't count. Come on now. That is my reason why Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. That was long. But you know what? It had to be said. Right. Some of y'all really be making me mad. No, nah, because all y'all Bron sections be like, I don't know. Bron just built different. That's y'all one it. excuse. I'm talking about Bron could be Mike Tyson in the fight. He just built different. Try, please. Yeah, bro. I just had to get it off my chest. Just had to get it off my chest. And probably be some old heads that's gonna be like, wait, are you sure these guys uh 17, 18 years old? Exactly. Right. 